1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. Uh, my name is Don, and with me this week, as Blake is still on set, prop mastering a movie, is my old friend Jeff. Hi, Don. Hi, Jeff. And uh, just, uh, they probably have noticed that we never use last names on this show. I've never officially codified it on in a recording, but you will be Jeff, even though that's almost never what I actually call you. No, I don't think uh, anyone uh, that we usually hang out with knows my first name. Hey, it's better. Do you, did you ever meet Frazier, friend of, friend of Chad's? Uh, no. Yeah, he, so his name was Josh Frazier, but everybody called him Frazier. And so, some other guy one time, like, after knowing him for years, was like, hey, Frazier, what's your last name? And he said, Frazier. And he said, wait, your name's Frazier Frazier? <laughs> yeah, no, no, motherfucker. <clears throat> well, yeah. I get that. I've, I had to explain that for Parker one time. And this was, like, <laughs> four years later. And I'm like, we're fraternity brothers. Like, how do you not know this guy's first name? <laughs> and it's like, oh, Parker Parker. Huh? <laughs> No. So, so you've got a college degree, huh? Good good work. Money well spent. Well, we all went to Indiana State, so. Uh, so um, for, uh, for Jeff and not for listeners, sometimes we start the show with news. I really wish that I – I'll tell you the, the news we had last week when I had, I had a different guest host. Um, just to get your reaction, I won't go into great detail. There's a there's a guy, a state rep in Oklahoma, who has put forth a bill to codify Bigfoot hunting season. With a, yeah, that makes all the sense yeah, in the world to me. With a twenty five thousand dollar bounty. So what happens if there's multiple Bigfoots? Well, I think it only goes for the first one. I don't know. I couldn't find the text of the bill. That see, that's the question. Is uh. We've been talking about Sasquatch, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, for so many years. I've got to assume if there was one Sasquatch, like at one point they mate. Right. Either that or you've got like a, what, a 3,000-year-old uh, Sasquatch running yeah. around the United States it's, that's I, never he, made it. And he gets around. He really, like, from all over the place to everywhere else. Is, so. it, is it well known uh, on the show? Have you covered the mating habits of the Sasquatch? Well, we haven't specifically covered the mating habits of the Sasquatch. I did cover a guy named Albert Osman who claimed to have been kidnapped by a family of Sasquatch in the 20s and how how, how he raided the tits on the two females. <laughs> <laughs> raided them? Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't like... It... <laughs> It wasn't like hotornot.com, but he he lovingly described the 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 saggy breasts, the pendulous breasts. It comes up all the time in people who see female sasquatches. Pendulous breasts of the the grown female, and then the flat chest of the like the teenage. What he thought was a teenage female sasquatch. So so the, there would be multiple sasquatches, and you're saying this bounty it, it's it's first come first serve. I I don't know. 
I don't think Oklahoma has enough money to shell out. If everyone's catching Bigfoots, they're going to have to draw a line somewhere. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just like, oh, like if I showed up with the second Bigfoot, first off, after, I don't know, what, 70 years of people searching for Bigfoot, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the second guy turning in the bounty this week. Damn uh, it. One. Yeah. <laughs> 70 years and nothing, and then two in one week. What are the chances? <laughs> two in a week. And then uh, it, it's sort of like, how long does it take for someone to shave the homeless guy like Butters <laughs> from South Park to realize I had a plan to ca- capture multiple uh, Sasquatch bounties? Yeah, the DNA test, is it written into uh, into the bill? Or can you just, like, oh, here's the Sasquatch, big check. Can I have a big check? Just put the big check in the back of your car and drive away. I I don't know I don't know much about hunting, but I do know if you don't get a large novelty check <laughs> for bringing that bounty, this was for nothing. Yeah. Oh yes. If they try to give you a small check, you say fuck that big check for a big foot, and then they go, yeah. oh clever, that was good. You know I I, I declined direct deposit for uh, my entire career. And I spent an extra hundred dollars every pay period to only be paid in the large novelty check. I believe it. You're, I, I absolutely believe that from you. So uh, a little history between the two of us. Um, last week we did Sean. You may remember Sean, whose last name I won't say, from but you know, friend of mine in, in high school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've known Jeff almost as long. Uh, I think we started hanging out our sophomore year of high school. And, and it was right when you moved. Yeah. And it, and it turned out that we were both from suburbs of Youngstown, Ohio, but we had moved to Indiana at different times. And man, we went from the steel belts version of suburbs of the hood to, I don't know, like Mayberry that was trying to also have the hood. <laughs> Methberry. Yeah, I like that. Methbury, it's Mayberry, but with a lot more Garfield. Uncomfortable Garfield. Yeah, a lot. Of, shit, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the show. If I have, I apologize. Did I ever, I don't think I've ever told you about senior year when I'm pretty sure I lost out on a scholarship because I pissed off Jim Davis. Oh, wow. Did Jim Davis go to Purdue? No, no, this was, uh, uh, this was senior year of high school. I was, I was, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I assumed you were trying to get a, no, it was, it was a, the Marion, uh, chamber of commerce scholarship. They gave out like a handful of thousand dollar scholarships to, to students and you had to interview for it. So I applied, I got an interview and it was like three old men, one of whom was like balding, but like had a, like a gray old man, balding ponytail. And, you know, when you're in high school and you don't have a personality because you're in high school, when it says, like, interests and hobbies, you just list, like, everything that you like. So one of the things I put in that section of the application was I like comic books and I like comic strips. And uh, I always like newspaper comic strips. And so the guy with the ponytail is like, oh, I see you like newspaper comic strips. What's your favorite? I said, Calvin and Hobbes, probably my favorite. I like the far side. And I used to like Garfield a lot, but then I got older and I realized it's just kind of like, just kind of a money-making scheme. And I just kind of stopped reading it because I thought it was shit in so many words. And and then like they, they... I would love that's your interview question. Like, oh, you know, it's shit. Garfield. Garfield, shit. Fucking lasagna-eating motherfucker. <laughs> so I did not get the scholarship. 
And I didn't think anything of it until they painted that mural on the building, the, the Chamber of Commerce building. And there's Jim Davis, an old balding man, born in Marion, lives in Muncie, with a with a gray balding man ponytail. You, what's not what's crazy is in interviews he talks about Garfield shit, <laughs> and then he does it for the money. Yes, I know, but you don't want to hear that from some punk ass teenager. It's I, I don't know. I guess it's sort of like shouldn't that have been a moment where like this guy gets me. <laughs> This is my buddy. Have five thousand dollars. Like I hate my life too, Don. You're gonna Here's get the you're, you're gonna get the I hate Mondays scholarship. First and only. Oh man, that would be a great scholarship. Every Monday he sends you a lasagna and five hundred dollars. Ah, oh, I do. I do like. Uh, I don't know if you knew that the original strips had like John had a buddy. Yeah, Lyman. Um, Dude, I've they you didn't come to my mom's house too often in high school, but um I had a stack of Garfield. They were my bathroom reading for years, and I would just read them front to back over and over again just while I was shitting before phones existed. And so yeah, I'm well aware of Lyman <laughs> and he just stopped existing randomly. Yeah, there, there was some interview where they talked about, like, where Lyman, like, was probably in John's basement rotting somewhere. Mm -hmm. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, Garfield did that shit. Because he was like, no, Man. John, I'm your best friend, John. That, that could be one of your next episodes, the uh, the hidden Garfield, like, a lasagna <laughs> eating, uh, I don't know, maybe some magical creature that, uh... Hey, te telepathic. that's, that's uh... <laughs> That's a good April Fool's one, actually. Well, we did have a guest on, because sometimes we have three people, and and it was a Christmas season, and so they presented Santa's reindeer. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so I could we could do Garfield. We could record a special Monday show. Actually, it tends to release on Monday. We'll do Garfield one of these days. You should send it to Jim Davis and be like, <laughs> like tweet at him or whatever. Um <laughs> You do if you're not a QAnon member. I don't know what Jim Davis is, nor am I implying <laughs> he's recently been kicked off Twitter for being a white supremacist. <laughs> um, but just be like, hey, we put a, together a podcast, and at the end, you get to the point, and Jim, if you're still listening, you didn't give me $1,000 in high school, <laughs> you piece of shit. Right, and then he, then he tweets back, and he's like, what are you talking about? There are, are other guys with hair like mine. <laughs> <laughs> in the Marion Muncie metropolitan area, and that—that's when it's clearly you're just like all old white men with ponytails living in rural Indiana look alike. Yes, it's it, I. Yes, they do. So okay, now I gave that background because uh, Sean last week was from Michigan, so I gave him a Michigan cryptid, and Jeff, you're uh, like me, you're from Ohio, so we're going to talk about an Ohio beast this week and i have some notes i'm going to be looking at and i already sent you a link to open at one point uh and today's story starts in an area in the area around a small town called minerva ohio and minerva is uh there's only a like a few thousand people that live there and yet somehow it is in carroll columbiana and stark counties all at once the counties that I know are close to Youngstown because I remember them from severe weather reports. Stan Boney. <laughs> Good old Stan Boney. Yeah, like Columbia County, all I know is that we're going to get four to eight inches. Yep. 
Oh, uh, dude, Stan Boney was at the, the Canfield Fair one year, and my sister lost her fucking shit. It was like she met Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I literally thought Stan Boney was like a celebrity. I like know. In, in child's fun, you're like, this guy. He's on television. I want to be a meteorologist like Stan Boney. God, I wonder what he's doing. <laughs> uh, there's an excellent chance he has a Wikipedia page. Stan Boney. What are you doing, computer? What was that? It's going to be a real bummer, bummer when it's like, oh, he's dead. Stan Boney, WKBN. No, he's still working. Returned to workplace in November after uh, after recovering from COVID. Oh, wow. Look at this. What a Have handsome. Have you seen this mop of hair? Yeah. That's, he's, he, woo. He's a good looking old dude. Oh, he wore the hats. That was the thing. Remember, he'd wear hats. Yep, and it'd be like the local sports teams or some shit. Yep. You know what? He uh, th- he should host Jeopardy. Fuck whoever they're talking about. I mean, Levar Burton would be cool. The, Ken Jennings, whatever. Stan Boney for Jeopardy. Yeah, Northwest uh, Ohio fans. Yeah. Or wait, Northeast. Northeast Ohio fans <laughs> would be like this whole track. Oh fuck yeah, Stan Boney. The rest of the country is like, why is this meteorologist hosting Jeopardy? But, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy, Chris, uh, Chris Wright, maybe. Uh, no, the weather guy. Oh, um, uh, like local channels here. Uh, he used to host the Quizmasters. Huh. So maybe there is something with meteorologists hosting (laughs) game shows. Maybe. Maybe he hosts it, and then Youngstown loses its shit. Because So Youngstown, for those of you who don't know shit about Youngstown, it is a dead Rust Belt, t- belt town, and it doesn't know that it died 40 years ago, mi- minimum, right? Like, you drive through Youngstown in most of the suburbs, and it's a town that's stuck in 1975, and it just it hasn't, it, it doesn't know that it's a corpse. It's a it's a weird zombie town. And so having Stan Boney on national television would make like every old ass person who still lives there, which is most of them, just shit their shit their depends immediately. I I was going to make a joke and then I was like, "Oh shit, that might actually be a fact." I was going to be like every Bruce Springsteen song ever written was about Youngstown. No, just the one. Yeah, just a song about Youngstown. Youngstown. And it was never a single except in Mahoning County, baby. I was like, oh, wait. No, he actually just did write a song. Uh-huh. And it's like about, like, because every song he writes is about, like, the working class of America being destroyed and it, times yep. are changing. And it's like, oh, yeah, Youngstown. I'm like, oh, wait, he, he had to call out the town. Yep. By name. Like, the river is about, you know, working class, you know, your life sucks and you knock a girl up and you ne- your life doesn't turn out the way you want it to be. And you just end up doing, you know, skilled labor or whatever. doesn't tell you what city it's in. doesn't, no, never... The closest he ever comes is like Atlantic City. I think it's the only other song he has with mm. the, with the city in the name. And he is from Jersey, but he was just like, "Oh man, this town that I pass through on my tours every once in a while is so shitty. It encapsulates everything I've been trying to say for the last twenty years." The the nice thing is that uh, we're not famous, and we can say this because if you or I were Pete Davidson right now. <laughs> There's like an article going out next week to kill Don and Jeff. It's like, oh, they're they're shitting over their hometown. It's like, guys, we live there. Yeah, we know. 
And then we moved to another shitty town. That was arguably shittier in many, like, uh, there's always, like, Youngstown's coming back. And, like, there's always a little bit of ups and downs. I think just Marion's just been on a steady down. Unless you talk to Bill Munn, it's just been on a steady down for, like, ever. I'd like to think since the, the day I left was really the fall of Marion. Yeah, but it was really good day for Terre Haute. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think Terre Haute went up. Man, I just can't stop moving to uh, Meth Town. Nope. Uh, in Indiana. <laughs> yep, it's true. Okay, so back to our dude. We'll probably talk more about the the town we grew up in. Wedgwood Pizza, baby. Wedgwood Pizza. <laughs> well, shout out to Wedgwood Pizza. Stambaugh's Hardware Store at the Austin Town <laughs> Plaza. <laughs> Handles ice cream, home of the original Handles ice cream. Yeah, Handles is everywhere, though. It's, so. I know it's so good. When I first started dating Julie, uh, she's like, "We gotta go to this ice cream place. There's an ice cream place in the north side of Indy, and it's it's so good. It's called Handles." And I was like, "Bitch, don't tell me about Handles. I know about Handles. Bitch, I built the Handles." <laughs> Okay, anyway, so Minerva, Ohio, uh, grew up around a sawmill built in 1818, uh, and I only mention it because the sawmill was on a canal called the Sandy and Beaver Canal, which I really, I just like the name of the Sandy Beaver Canal. Sounds rough. Yeah, yeah, Um, especially if you're Anakin Skywalker. Ah, there it is. Gets everywhere. It's also the legendary location of some French gold, supposedly hidden by the English during the French and Indian War, but nobody ever found it. And how they even, like, I couldn't trace down an origin of that legend because that would have happened, I don't know, like 60, 70 years before somebody built a Sandy Beaver sawmill. So. Yeah, it doesn't really track. Maybe they built the Sandy Beaver sawmill because they needed something to, to fund their treasure hunting. Who knows? So. Uh, the area around Minerva is also the home to Ohio's resident Sasquatch, who is known as the Ohio Grassman. Okay. Now, I don't know how much you know about the varieties of Sasquatch, but different regions have a lot of different types of Sasquatches, different versions that all tend to be the same thing. Like Florida's got the skunk ape. Um, there is the, the Rougarou in, uh, in Louisiana is, is a big, Bigfoot. Sometimes it's like reptilian. Usually it's a Bigfoot. And you've got the classic Pacific Northwest uh, Sasquatches. But uh, Indiana doesn't have one. I'm, I'm, like, I'm disappointed we don't have our own version. We just have... Uh, just Bigfoot, but Ohio has the grass man. Now, is this, is this an individual Sasquatch then? Is it just different state cultures interpreting the one existing Bigfoot in their own Well, I, 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 I guess I should ask, are there grass men? Uh, that has not been established. That is a good question. And uh, grass women? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I'd not. nobody has said that one way or the other. Uh, I kind of like the Grassman because it, the Ohio, Ohio Grassman sounds like a like an aging Buckeye State weed dealer. <laughs> or like you, you, you drive to Norton, like uh, New Salem or whatever. Fucking where my 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 grandpa had a had a tool shop he used as a as a tax evasion scheme. I can say that because he's dead now. And, uh, you know, you go there and you, you, you track down the grass man. He's sitting in like an old ass hole in the wall dive bar. 
Yeah, and also when you call it grass still, you know you were yeah. selling weed in the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got any grass? Yeah, uh, like the only person remotely our age I ever heard call it grass was fucking Chris Ogle in high school. He was just like, yeah, you know, I, 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 sometimes I would smoke some grass. And me and Jamin were like, are you fucking 50? What the hell? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know you're too old to be in this high school, but you're not that old. Again, like the child mind, like, I don't know, there was there's slang like that when I would hear it as a kid and be like, oh, yeah, got a little grass. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, do these guys just like pick up grass and smoke, smoke it? it? Like, and, and probably held on to that too long mm-hmm. of like misunderstanding. Did, did you ever have a misunderstanding where you went to your local grass man and you tried to pay him a dime? Did that ever happen in your child brain? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a it's dime a bag. Little, it's good. I got a, it. a little, a little long to understand <laughs> that too. So the grass man is Ohio's Bigfoot, and sightings go back to 1978. And in this area, which began to become uh, like economically depressed around 1978, it just now is occurring to me that that maybe this has something to do with well, the steel mills are closing, and we don't have shit else to do, so. We have a Bigfoot now. You know, it's it's funny, um, and not to sound like a, a total D-bag, but now that like I've lived on the north side of Indy mm-hmm. uh, for about 10 years, I got to tell you, uh, when I lived in Fishers and uh, now Westfield, I, I haven't inhabited a bunch of mythical fucking creatures. <laughs> um, but when I lived in Youngstown, uh, it was like you would hear stories about the Green Man yeah. and like all these weird like local legends and maybe it's because like well you know you just can't put a magical creature hunting ground next to a starbucks they just rarely overlap yeah there's and and you if you live in or near a city you also have too much to do you know you don't have to amuse yourself with stories about like like do, do you remember the fucking the satanists at hobbit land in marion oh yeah like there there are there are interesting out-of-the-way places in Indy, and not one of them has a bizarre urban legend about satanic sacrifices and a tree that says, you die first. The um, the funny thing with Hobbitland, too, I don't know if you've covered Hobbitland. Um, haven't. I, I didn't read um, the books prior <laughs> to the movies, so when everyone talked about Hobbitland, like, I didn't know what the fuck a hobbit was. Um like, I thought it was maybe, like, some troll or scary little creature, and then I'm watching Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, why were we afraid of Elijah mm, Wood? Right. Elijah Wood and Rudy. Oh, uh, well, I, I get it, man. You know, he, he Samwise Gamgee uh, really carried it. But, yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is a fucking hobbit. Yeah. Uh, and then these two twins that people awkwardly sexualized. <laughs> What? Like, you know, it seemed like, oh, like, like those two actors that played, like, uh, Mary and Pippin. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, they're like, oh, gosh, those guys are so hot. Like, it, so was like, it was like, you know, they're like three foot, like, magic dwarves, right? Yeah. Yeah, then they have weird hairy feet. Uh, I, 
Uh, and for those of you who aren't from Marion, which is probably all or most of you, Hobbitland is a I, I, God. I want to know somebody's got to know the origin of that. It's the site of the Battle of Tippecanoe in the War of eighteen twelve, and and like three days out of the year, there's a war reenactment there, which is kind of fun to go to. And the rest of the year, you go there at midnight to fucking scare your girlfriend. And it's just it's like it's like the the hook man lovers lane thing of Marion, Indiana. So, um, shit. Okay. We got, you got like a little less than an hour. So I gotta, I, I'm going to start going through this story for you. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. keep you. Cause you got, you actually have work to do late tonight. So anyway, the grass man, it, like, like not only is it hard to know how many there are, it's hard to pin down what, what it looks like uh, here. Here's what I found. Okay. The grass man is between five and 10 feet tall. He, He's between 300 and 1,000 pounds. He has 10 to 20 inch long feet that have claws, or maybe they don't, or they might, he might be flat-footed and pigeon-toed, or he also might only have three toes like a bird. It's very specific. Yes. Uh, and it growls or it barks with a deep voice, uh, unless, except it actually maybe cries like a baby or screams like a woman. I like the fact that in the low scale, he would be five feet and 300 pounds. Yeah, he's a fatty. Like, like really concerning that uh, if he was started seeing in the 70s, he has died from heart disease. Oh, yes. Uh, or he's 10 feet tall <laughs> and weighs 1,000 pounds, meaning like he's 100 pounds per foot. Yeah. If he is muscle... If that's all muscle, then you absolutely don't want to fuck with the grass man. I again, I'm I'm more concerned that you, that that that's just that's just a very dense creature. Mm -hmm. He's uh, actually it is he is made of tungsten. It turns out. Are you fucking with me? N n no. So he's made, <laughs> so he's made of metal. What? He's colossus. He's a very he's, made of yeah. <laughs> that's how that's hey it makes sense now doesn't it well i'm like a little bit like uh, like okay like well it's a sasquatch i didn't tell you it's the x-man <laughs> of fucking sasquatches it's he's he's a mutant sasquatch but not the mutant sasquatch he just the the member of alpha flight who actually i think was gamma radiated to turn into a sasquatch because gamma just does whatever you need it to do in comics. Yeah. But I remember that from a Deadpool comic. I, I yeah. think you're dead on the spot. Um, anyway, anyway, so so that's what it looks like. And that that's what okay. it is. So if you ever see a five to ten foot fat to extra fat thing with three, four, five uh toes that may be clawed, um, run away. So anyway, the, the first sighting, and as far as I could tell, the major sighting, like this is one of these cryptids where there th there's this one moment in time like uh, are you familiar at all with mothman jeff yes, yes right like mothman exists in a moment in time in the late 60s and people keep trying to see mothman but it's like it is of it's this one particular era just like a week and a half in this town uh, fuck mothman was the pine barrens new jersey uh somewhere around there so this is the same sort of thing and in this case it's really only one family all right so here's the story in 1978, 
Uh, the story uh, involves Minerva residents Evelyn and Howe Caton and their unnamed grandchildren. In July or August of that year, their children were playing in a local gravel pit, like you do. Yes, you will. But they ran screaming back to the, the Catons' house, saying that there was a monster in the gravel pit. So the Catons and someone named Vicket Keck... Uh, went out to see what the fuss was all about, and they saw a shaggy monster picking at the trash in the gravel pit. And so I, I do, I want to point out briefly here that uh, we need to mourn for an era when parents happily let their kids wander off and play in trash-filled gravel pits. Yeah, there's a lot to take in right there. Like, yeah. So it was a gravel pit but also a trash Right, and it's like, that only happened in 70s and early 80s, Rust Belt America, and also Fallout. Yeah. What (laughs) was that little lamplight? Yeah. The the towel run by kids that kicks them out when they grow up. Which isn't a terrible idea. No, and it leads to some really great YouTube videos. (laughs) If you search Fallout 3, Annoying Man, it's different ways they killed the guy that you have to escort to, to, to Big Town. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was very annoying. God, what a... I miss the good old days. I remember a sewer runoff that I used to go play nearby with yeah. a friend. Yeah, me too. We had one in Canfield, and it, we that's what we would do. Who, who, gave, who gives a shit? Who <laughs> fucking cares? <laughs> like, I could have gotten tetanus so many times. Yeah, now it's like it's like oh how how would how do parents let these situations happen? I'm like, so I used to play in the sewers yeah. in the woods, and my so, parents had no idea where I was for hours. So most days of the summer, I would wake up and say I'm going to play with my friends, and they wouldn't see me until nine o'clock. Maybe I'd stop in for lunch. Maybe we had lunch at another friend's house. We'd play some Nintendo. We'd go to the creek. We'd walk around the neighborhood. We'd ride our bikes. Just. And, and like part of me is like gets annoyed that people are still all about stranger danger when child kidnapping and molestation and all that kind of stuff has gone way down. But maybe it's gone way down because parents don't let their kids do that anymore. I think that's probably <laughs> half of it uh, that I I can say as a parent to this point, we have not let our daughter go play in a trash filled gravel pit. Yeah, but she's yeah. only like a year and a half. At some point, you got to cut the cord, man. Yeah, at some point, you can't be a helicopter parent. And, I, I mean, the Westfield Gravel Pit's a hell of a place. I've been there. I've, I've considered myself uh, kind of a tiger mom. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, later that year, August 21st at 10.30 p.m., the Catons claimed to have seen two pairs of glowing eyes outside. They were low to the ground, so they assumed that they were cougars. But then a large humanoid figure stepped in front of these pairs of glowing eyes as if it was being protective of of the other creatures. And the grass man, which they now assumed it was, uh, he took off once the family grabbed their guns. Which makes sense. You, 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 yeah. If you're not armed. I like the idea that the (laughs) the gravel pit children also probably were handed, you know, child guns. Here, here, Timmy, get him with that red rider. You over here, you're a little bigger. You take this, you you take this 38, you'll be fine. Now remember. Like like even the baby has a 22. (laughs) It's like got a pacifier, a bottle in one hand and a derringer in the other. (laughs) 
So uh, the grass man took off, but he did visit the house again the next few nights. And later that week, someone named Mrs. Ackerman, who was the first person outside of this family, I think, uh, saw the grass man and a buddy. I fucking forgot this. I wrote these notes last weekend. There are at least two of them. Son of a bitch. Two of them. There's a grass man and another grass man. Is the two grass men chilling Those near men. chilling near a strip mine. Um, so in this in this area, there's there's a gravel pit filled with trash and a strip mine. And I'm just wondering, like, does it have the perpetual tire fire like Springfield does in The Simpsons? Like, what <laughs> what other bullshit? dying town stereotype is there in in minerva ohio i guess what i want to take a minute and just remind everyone that listens to your show that minerva probably was named after the roman goddess of intelligence (laughs) yeah Uh, oh yeah goddess of smartness and tactics and war and goddess of technology and being cool yeah it's, here we go. Let's name our let's name our uh, Sandy Beaver Town after <laughs> Sandy Beaver Town. She's the goddess of Sandy Beavers, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, that was they all took a an animal form like Zeus with an eagle. Yep, Minerva ha, uh, was a Sandy Beaver. Yeah, I mean Zeus was whatever he wanted to be. Like he raped a chick as a goose. He raped a boy as a bull. Like he would just and, and I, I love the oh he had sex with uh, Perseus's mom as a golden shower whatever that meant to the Greeks. I, I just love the idea that Zeus couldn't just pop down and be like, "What's up? I'm the sexiest man you've ever seen. Also, I'm a god. Want to fuck?" He had to be like, "No, goose sex." And I like the idea that maybe it was like a savvy goose, like a, <laughs> like a Howard the Duck situation, <laughs> like or or the. Uh, What's his name? Gilbert Gottfried is the Aflac duck. Hey, hey, how's it going? You ever seen a you ever seen a goose as fuckable as I am? No, you haven't. Get over here. Come on. He's wearing a jacket and spats. I'm I'm upset that Zeus is also from New York in this situation. <laughs> hey, you like that? Well, all geese are from New York, even the Canadian ones. Didn't you know that? Yeah, they were from Canada. All right, so um, now supposedly that, that week uh, the grass man killed the Caton's dog by breaking its neck, which is the only part of this that I did not find silly and funny because that sucks. Some, something no. kills your dog. That fucking sucks. But vague reports also allude to the grass man showing up multiple times in the company of cougars like the first time, which honestly is just fucking rad as hell that he just had pet cougars. That he tamed a couple of fucking mountain lions to just be his buddies. That's hardcore. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you would run from guns, actually, now that I think about it, if you had cougars if you had attack cougars at your beck and call so so the grass man himself well the grass men are rocking trained cougars supposedly man like this this is a video game boss like where it's like you've got to fight these two sasquatches with attack cougars or it's a it's a very weird erotic novel i haven't (laughs) read yet well, my friends, you need to, as soon as we're done, go to Amazon and search for Come for Bigfoot. <laughs> because let me tell you, I've only read part of the first book, but there are like 20 of them. And uh, yeah, baby. 
There's 20 of these? They're all they're short novellas, and last I checked, there were somewhere north of a dozen volumes in the Come for Bigfoot saga. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably trading cougars somewhere in there. hi Yep. Or it's a, or it's a Chuck, uh, Chuck Tingler. Chuck Tingle. You ever heard of him? No. Oh, okay. I'm just going to give you random Chuck Tingle book cover. Um, so Chuck Tingle writes, and he writes very, very fast, and it's not completely clear. Um, oh, I, I looked it up. Also, his author photo is him wearing a karate gi. Yes, key. yeah, a butt invasion, pounded in the butt. Uh, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. Uh, I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane. Billionaire Elon's mug takes the handsome planet Mars in his butt. It's 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 good. I haven't read any of them. <laughs> That's not true. I read part of Handsome Mothman Mailman has a gay gay threesome with me and my wife or something like that. But yeah, it's 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 good shit. He may have a he may have a cougar one. Involving a Sasquatch. So, okay. I, wanted, I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah. can I find these at Tree of Life? Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, he, Christian bookstores are big fans of the Tinglers, as they're called. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially anal lesbian pterodactyl rodeo. Yeah. That's, that I think is the, uh, the bestseller at Tree of Life Christian books and gifts. Yeah. Oh. Um, Hobby Lobby, too. They really like him. Oh yeah, 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 of course. So um, this entire event involving the the Caton family was investigated by the police and former Deputy Jim Shannon, who like retired as a captain or something. Uh, he commented on it as recently as 2016. Uh, he he retired retired years ago and went on the record talking about this whole situation where he he's like they saw some shit. I don't know what they saw, but they were spooked. I don't think they were making it up. And this is where I want to point out that I. I I don't exhaustively research these. I try to get these done in a few hours, but I try to find as many different sources online as possible because these are bound to have different dis- different versions of the story. And the further I can dig, like sometimes I even find like the original news report from like in one case, like 1873 or some shit. Like somebody happened yeah. to scan that newspaper and that's cool to have. So in one of the sources, uh, which was one of the few that was actually a news article it seems to paint this entire story i just told you is largely wrong okay and the 2017 article that that quotes jim shannon the the policeman um and it also quotes how caton all right who who a bunch of websites said was he and his wife and their grandkids at the gravel pit but it quotes Hal Caton in, 19, in 2017, who says, no, I, he said, I was a teenager in 1978 when this was going on. And then another one mentions that his that Hal's grandfather was Herbert, or Hal's father was Herbert. Herbert was the guy, and Hal was his son. But then, it's, it's from what I can put together, Hal had some siblings who had children, so there were like three generations. And... The weird name I mentioned, Vicket Keck, was apparently a typo because Vicky Keck was the married name of one of one of his siblings. So it's this like multiple multiple websites reporting this story that, as far as I can tell, doesn't even get the family lineage correct in any way. I 
I, I'm just finding it very hard to believe that a bunch of yokels in a burned out town <laughs> can't keep the story straight about multiple grass men who tamed cougars yep. uh, and their children who played in a gravel pit. And and people who write unsourced blog posts about cryptids uh, all just repeat each other's stories without checking for accuracy or truth. That's also continuity. Very, very hard to believe. Hey, it's... Marvel Marvel doesn't pay that much attention to continuity. Why should cryptozoology? Yeah, and it's I what mean, it, it's a retcon is what it what it really is is a retcon. It's uh, how was like no 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 I wasn't a granddad I was and they aged him forward kind of like how Captain America like was always frozen but the year that he was unfrozen he was frozen in forty five but the year he was unfrozen is perpetually like twelve years from the past from the present. All, all I can think of is Dexter like. On the show when Michael C. Hall would be like a 35 or 40-year-old man. <laughs> and they put the bad like, wig on him. And he's like, now he's a teenager. Teenage Dexter. And it's, and like, like, it's like, this guy is telling that story yeah. where the first time he's like, I'm an old man. And like, no, I was just a teen boy. Yeah. It's like, they put a wig on. <laughs> I, I, I don't... That's a show where I... I that could have been on purpose, but I don't want to give the writers of Dexter that much credit, especially after the last few seasons, where it, it, it could have been like, that's how Dexter sees himself, because it's a sociopath. He's, like, un- disconnected from his past slash how other people saw him as a child. I don't, But I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think they were just lazy. I, I- I feel like if that was back before, like, um, the premium channels were making a lot of their own content. Yeah. And it was like, hey, let's make a show. We have $80. Yep. And it was like, that was early prestige premium TV like that and Weeds and fucking Rome. Uh, and Rome is the only one that I'll go back and rewatch because it's so fucking good. But. I, I, yeah. No, I, I, I think. Uh, I think there was just the old man is like, oh, no, I was a teen boy. Here's yeah. my wig. Yeah, now he's like 103. And, of course, that's, yeah, that's how I remember in the gravel pit where we would send the children when we wanted to have 70s orgies. We, we would smoke our grass. We would say, go find the grass man. And then we would smoke our grass and swing. Maybe that's all. Maybe that's the story just got out of hand. Like you, you probably told us. I don't think child services existed back when this happened. So. <laughs> no, the, you're, you could die, and the child would just go live in the gravel pit. That was the law. Like, like yeah, well, we we we've seen our kids uh, three weeks ago. Like that's the thing. Every time you hear like a, a my favorite murder podcast, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, we saw our kids about three days ago, uh, and then we thought something was wrong. They usually check in by now after three or four days. Uh, they were down in the gravel pit as they are known to do. Yep. So um, now back to this 2017 interview. Here's where how whether he is a, a delusional old man or actually just a, a normal younger old man who was in fact like 17 at the time uh he he recounts events that did not make it into the popular narrative so for example he says they also played in the strip mine because the 70s so they played in this trash filled gravel pit and they would go play in the the x the empty strip mine which just sounds like that sounds awesome honest to god i want to go to a strip mine and just fuck around now and i'm 37 <laughs> 
It's the, I said to look up what a strip mine looks like. It's just like concentric holes digging into the ground. The, yeah, like I'm like, oh yeah, this this feels kind of like where we used to live. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, only Minerva probably had fewer mafiosos. Maybe. Yeah, I like I, like sometimes when I go to my sister's, there's an area we have to like go by mm-hmm. that it's these huge open pits. <laughs> yep. And it's like, what the hell goes down in there? Nothing anymore. They've they've mined all the strip or whatever. That's where so strip, strip malls come from. Yeah, and strip malls, strip clubs. <laughs> Got to get the bulldozer down in the mine and find them titties. Yeah, definitely when I started typing strip mine, uh, there was some autofill in Google. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So so uh, he says in August of 78, it started. It did not start at the gravel pit. It started with somebody throwing rocks at their roof over a few consecutive nights. And then somebody started banging on the windows after after throwing the rocks for a few nights. And then somebody threw a rock at their neighbor's face. All things that humans cannot do. It's completely impossible. So uh, now he does, he also remembers that his dog was killed by something and something killed his dog. Um, But he prefaces it with, quote, she got scared, dug a tunnel in the ground about six feet deep. So maybe his, maybe his recollection of that era is not a hundred percent reliable. The the dog dug a six foot. The dog dug a six foot tunnel. Because it was scared of something. You have dogs. You know that, that that's pretty standard. Yeah, six foot. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, six, six foot, foot minimum. Hole. They like to, they, they, they are closely related to badgers. Dogs are. So, you know, they like to, they like to tunnel. Dog is six, man. Yeah. So was the, so the dog was dead, but now the dog's not dead. And it's like uh, Superman's dog. <laughs> it's crypto. Crypto. <laughs> Oh fuck! I don't. I don't know. Um, so, but poor guy. I mean, I'm, I, his dog died, and that sucks. And so, I'm not going to impugn that. But like, uh, who knows how the dog really died? Uh, so, fast forward to February of last year. There, this is this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's a '78. It was a flap of sightings, mostly this one family, and then nothing <laughs> until last year. And this is where two dudes. Uh, posted a YouTube video where they they claim to have seen the grass man, and that's the video that I sent you. And I I have it on my end as well. What I want you to do is just play eh, the first twenty thirty seconds or so, and then jump to four minutes and forty five seconds. And I'm going to play it on my end, so because uh, the audio for my computer feeds to the board, and I don't want there to be a bunch of silence the whole time. So, gotcha. you ready? Yeah. Ready, set, play. What do you see? Uh, oh. I'm not going to want to miss any of this video. I felt like I kind of saw a little something. Mm-hmm. The entire video that showed. You said 445 is where I should fast forward to? I can't yeah, explain. Go ahead he can't do explain. Because that. that's where we get some. See all there. No, 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 not oh, ads. Man. I don't want to watch an ad. No, no. Oh, YouTube. no, I got an ad. Yeah, ad. Help you to customize and I don't save care about Liberty Mutual. Mutual. Can finally do Don't listen beat. to them, everybody. This is not, they're not supporting <laughs> our podcast. Back to How to stop what the fuck is this? To add time instantly. Shut up. Go away. Back to Salt Fork State Park in Ohio. So this is where we get some footage of something. 
I, I gotta tell you from what I see is like a friend that was forced to wear <laughs> like a really shitty Chewbacca outfit and is like so fucking depressed about it. Yep. And, and like you never see anything remotely resembling a face because that might give it away. I'm gonna turn this shit down. This motherfucker's whispering. Uh, we don't need to hear him. And, and it just man, like kind of like, leans. The, the fact they constantly just keep it kind of out of frame and through mm-hmm. multiple sets of trees. Yep. It's it is my favorite thing about the the fucking 2000s and the 2010s and now the 2020s is we still. Haven't gotten past Blob Squatch. Everybody has a high-definition camera in their pocket at all times, and still we get this shit. Like, why didn't they run up on them uh, like that? an episode of Punk? Like, right before the celebrity goes crazy, like, you run up to Sasquatch, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, bitch, we got you! Like, you got Punk! <laughs> and the Sasquatch is like, damn you, Ashton. Me no think you get me. Me and, it's, and it's it's actually Zach Braff is in that <laughs> outfit right before he beats the shit out of some teenage kid. Well, the kid uh, keyed his car. The twelve year old had it coming. Yeah, well, you know, Doctor Jonathan Dorian is allowed to beat the, beat a child. <laughs> my favorite my part book. of that story, which I know because he told it on Conan a couple of years after it happened, was not the part where he beat the fuck out of a twelve year old for keying his 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 Porsche. It was that Donald Faison was the one setting him up because they're best friends in real life, which makes me very happy. And they walked into a liquor store to get some booze for the night and donald is like i'm gonna get some cristal and zach brass like you don't drink cristal and he's like what the what the hell are you talking about i always drink cristal because like he knew he was on hidden camera (laughs) he wanted to appear cooler than he was man that that also bums me out to a little level of like dr turk's gotta be like oh you know that's how I live, and it's like, oh no, get a Mick Ultra, man. It's okay. That's your jam. I mean, if if you ever listen to their rewatch podcast, which I do sporadically, it's amazing how much he loves Star Wars and talks about it all the time. And and he made a stop motion animated a couple of YouTube videos about ten years ago called Black Stormtrooper, which I highly recommend because Black Stormtrooper almost always only says Black Stormtrooper, bitch. Now, is that what uh, Finn is based on in the... uh... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I believe they paid him royalties for Black Stormtrooper, bitch. Because he's come out and said they pretty much gave me no storyline after the first movie. (laughs) Yep. Uh... (sighs) Okay, so I need to get you out of here in another half an hour, and I like like to get you out with time to spare. Plus, we've been going 50 minutes, so we're running up against the hour I like to hit. So here we go. That's the video of the grass man. You were about as impressed as I was. I could tell that it's a, oh, it's a guy in a suit behind the trees. I'm I'm a very unhappy guy in a suit. Yeah. Like, you know, they had to like turn the camera off and be like, walk. Can you you try harder? No, I did. We bought you fucking concert tickets and now you're going to do this for us. I didn't even want to go to that concert. Fuck you. Who cares? And what, this was a year ago? You said the video was shot? Yeah. yeah. So so they bought him concert tickets. It was February 2020. It's like, you know he didn't get the go. Yeah. But he still. But hey, they didn't get their money back, so they still bought him the tickets. 
So, okay, so what are the news networks that covered their story? <laughs> ended, ended the report on their website with, quote, Now it is unclear what they witnessed in the park. But scientists have since discredited, discredited the legend of Bigfoot, calling it a hoax and folklore. And, oh, they. and despite that, nearby uh, Gersney County, home to the Salt Fork State Park that you just saw these gentlemen exploring, uh, they take pride in the grass, man. And, and this, uh, one of the many trends that we come across on the Hidden Zoo is small towns who adopt a local cryptid and they kind of make it their own because, like, this is this – is, it like, is what we got. And like Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia, they have Mothman. And there's a town in Minnesota that has the Hodag. And like there are these little towns that are like, oh, somebody saw a monster here once. It's fucking ours now. And this is our thing now. You know? Like Marion's. That's how you get a team mascot. Yeah. Like Marion's thing is Garfield. <laughs> Bunch of statues of Garfield. And Gersney County at the. Uh, on, on their official visitation website. I'm looking at it right now. I didn't write notes for this because I just kind of wanted to dive in cold so we could experience this together. Uh, The Legend of Bigfoot at Salt Fork State Park. Everyone loves the wooden hand-carved Bigfoot on display at uh, Salt Fork Lodge. And it shows a grandpa and a little girl uh, with, with like, oh, putting her finger in the Bigfoot mouth. And Bigfoot has got one hand on his ass and one hand on his dick. Like covering him up, like he's like, oh shit, sorry guys, I forgot my boxers when I came here for carving day. I didn't realize. I'm sorry, I thought it was nude carving day. Surely you guys won't carve my giant bigfoot penis. No, why would they do that? So, so you know, on this, you also described this the the creature, the grass man, as being like maybe five to ten feet tall. Mm-hmm. And that looked kind of like a five foot ten, maybe a hundred and forty pounds. Definitely not made out of fucking tungsten. <laughs> not an X man. Um, Fair. So, I'm, how do you even be like like that's the equivalent of me seeing a bird fly in and being like, oh shit, a fucking kangaroo. <laughs> I guess uh, the the human imagination is a is a powerful thing. I, I guess so. Yes. Just... If we're going to try to find deeper meaning, which I, I rarely do. Yeah, I, I like that's one of those like, oh, these guys like were maybe on shrooms when they dressed up their weird friend, and we're like, he's the grass man. It's 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 a hairy metal. <laughs> guys, I don't want to be the grass man. Shut the fuck up, Stephen. Shut up, Steve. Oh, I'm going to send you here's a here's a link to the page so you can see the Bigfoot and 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 see what I'm talking about that he's clearly covering his balls and butthole. Let's see. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. And he even I looks lo- surprised. Like he looks like he looks like he didn't realize they were showing his apartment that day and he walked out of the shower naked and he's like, "Oh fuck. Oh, sorry. Sorry." It looks like there's a hole in his head, like at the top of the head. Like I this see is that. the John Lennon of Sasquatches. He was, yeah, he was assassinated by uh, somebody who badly wanted to <laughs> wanted to impress Sasquatch Jodie Foster. Yeah. 
So they have an annual Bigfoot conference, and I kind of want to go since it's close to my hometown. And I've been, I went to a Bigfoot conference in Toledo. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, folks, uh, go back and listen to that. We have uh, uh, somebody who went to the Bigfoot conference with me and another friend of mine who went to a different Bigfoot conference the weekend before. It was a good weekend for Bigfoot conferences. So I, I really want to go to this one and like go there and get some fucking Wedgwood pizza and then go sit down and watch these people talk about the grass man or whatever else. Uh, so they filmed an episode of Finding Bigfoot at a part of the park called Morgan's Knob, which oh. is cool. Um, I don't know what Morgan did to get the place named after his knob, but he wasn't covering it up like Bashful oh, Bigfoot he, here. He didn't cover, cover <laughs> it. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then there is a cabin they used on Monster Quest in an area that they call Bigfoot Ridge, which is a campground. And, like, they probably never saw Bigfoot there. They just called the campground area Bigfoot Ridge, just like you go to Turkey Run State Park and they'll have, like, Raccoon Ridge or whatever. They just called but it. There's, there's probably raccoons there. Uh, in 2012, Salt Fork State Park was named as one of USA Today's top 10 squatchiest places. And as a man who is who has modified the word squatch in many, many ways over the years, never squatchiest. <laughs> That's the first. Man, I'm upset about USA Today's lack of uh, reporting. Like, I used to thought, that's a real newspaper, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I think it used to be. Let me see if I can find the top ten squatchiest places list <laughs> from USA Today. Because if, how how the fuck... Did did a place in Ohio make the top ten list? They would. They should all be Pacific Northwest and and Florida. Like Florida should be number ten for the skunk ape. Oh, fuck, I have to allow ads. Fuck this noise. Once. Well, uh, there is a twenty places to encounter Bigfoot from Expedia. <laughs> well, I found USA Today. Uh, here we go. Uh, Redwood State State Park, California, fair Northern California. Salmon Huckleberry Wilderness, Oregon. Michaud State Forest, Pennsylvania. Vallis Caldera National Preserve, New Mexico. Bird Mountain Wildlife Park, uh, Wildlife Management Area, Vermont. Vermont? No. No. No, I get that. I guess it's forested, but I would think I would think Bernie Sanders, would he would try to get the government to tell all about Sasquatch if there was a Sasquatch in Vermont. I... Oh, I can hear a lot of echo. You can hear a lot of echo on your end? Yeah, I figured I'd let you know. That's weird, because I'm hearing you in my headphones, and you're not coming out anywhere else. That's what she said. (laughs) Lost Creek Wilderness, Colorado. Olympic National Park, Washington. Fanestock State Park, New York. Salt Fork State Park, Idaho. And the Ponca Wilderness Area in Arkansas. They just picked ten random squatchy places from all over the country. They, yeah, none of, none of this is coming off as super squatchy. No, California Pacific Northwest is about it. Oh shit! Oh my goodness, CreatureWeekend.com. Ah, oh, that's looks like that's their that's their Bigfoot conference, and they haven't had one since 2019. Not surprised they didn't have one last year. Hopefully, we'll, Bigfoot will get the vaccine, and we will all come together again in 2021. This is the journalism that feels like you could write um, the top 10 Loch Nessius places. <laughs> and like only one of them is Loch Ness. I like the idea that none of them are Loch Ness. <laughs> that like it was so, oh, I didn't really understand the context. 
that Loch Ness was a place. Hawaii uh, is a good Ness, Loch Nessy place. And uh, uh, Nebraska, very, very Loch Nessy place. Like, like seven places in the United <laughs> States that are landlocked. But very Loch Nessy. And, and then they flip a coin to be like, is it Scotland or Ireland? <laughs> I... Now I got to write that article and just, uh, oh man. All right. So they have monthly Bigfoot night hikes. If you go camping in the park, Bigfoot adventure weekends. Oh, Bigfoot adventure. Join Sharon Lee, the Bigfoot field reporter and Alan and Jesse from Father and Frontiers on a four day, three night, all inclusive Bigfoot camp on adventure, primitive camping. Okay. You lost me at shitting in a hole. Sorry. I'm not doing a Bigfoot adventure weekend. Is Prim- that advertised as uh one of the, amenities uh well prim- that's primitive camping baby you don't get an outhouse you get a hole and no electricity and fuck that i'm i i don't care if people think i'm a i'm a, some bougie pussy i like my big tent i like to plug in my phone and i like to shit on a toilet yeah, those are kind of minimums. <laughs> Although how how American is that? Like, well, if you're not shitting in the toilet and like 80% of the world's like fuck these guys. <laughs> it's still better than Harry Potter where they had magic TARDIS tents that were like like it, it always bothered me that the Weasleys were so poor that their house was ramshackle falling apart, but they had a palace inside of a tent. You think they just live in the tent, right? Uh, I don't know. So, uh, Creature Weekend Summer Campout, a free event in Guersney County, Bigfoot Night Hikes, Bigfoot Seminars, How to Collect Evidence from of Bigfoot. That's a short class. The answer is you don't. That's you it. You make it your own evidence. Yeah, that's true. You pull some hair off a deer and you say, look, Squatch. This is this is uh we just fell off last year of the top ten squatchiest places. We're really working to get back. <laughs> We're not squat am I not squatchy enough for the squatch club? Man, imagine like waiting for that article to come out and see if you Every made it. Year. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's like, yeah, like the the fucking Getty every year is like, where are we on the top ten art museums? Did we make it this year? We know we made it. Are we in the top five? Oh, good. We're, we're number one again, three years running. And then Salt Fork State Park is like, oh, We didn't make the squash oh, list. The, the, we got overtaken by the, the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters and Campground in Florida. There's like a marriage hanging in the balance of the of the park ranger, and it's like, oh, I'm going to marry the the guy from Branson, Missouri, because they're number two in squatchiness. <laughs> I thought you loved me. Oh no, I loved your squatchiness. It was always the squatchiness. My mother said you didn't have enough squatch. <laughs> My mother always told me to marry up in terms of squatchiness, and uh, you lost it. What can I say? I found a better man. His name's Are Sully. A, is, is that a, a New Jersey Jewish woman really looking for a man full of squatch? <laughs> well, it's, that's a stereotype you don't often hear about uh, about Jewish people. Uh, is it, what you always hear is that crap about oh, they're good with money and they're greedy. And no, actually, they're they're very uh, they're very big fans of Bigfoot. 
I, I thought like uh, I was like, oh, did Miss Maisel do a bit about Sasquatch <laughs> for forty five minutes in an episode? Yeah, then she showed her tits. It was pretty great. That was a good episode. <laughs> She's married to Quentin Coldwater in real life. Oh, weird. Right. It's that's like it's not as bad as when you find out that fucking Jackie from that '70s show dated uh, Kevin McAllister for like twelve years. What? Get the fuck out of here. She dated Macaulay Culkin until, like, right before she hooked up with Ashton. Wow. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. He's a weird-looking dude. Well, he's got a lot of squatch factor. (laughs) It's true. And we know that Hungarian immigrant girls with two different color eyes, they're all about squatches, too. You know, when I I met uh, my wife, she was like, hey, where are you from? I was like, let me just tell you that I'm... (laughs) Pretty high in the Squatch books. Oh, she's uh, like, you know, you were a seven, but now nine and a half. And that, you know, moving to Marion, which was listed as number six on the most Loch Nessius yeah. places. <laughs> yeah. So what we there's a graph somewhere, and it's like proximity, proximity to Minerva, Ohio, on one axis, and Squatchiness on the other, and. And for a while it went up, but then then it went down when they lost, when they got kicked into number 11 spot. It sucks. It really does. It sucks for them. It's like it's it's the GameStop of uh... <laughs> We need to short squeeze Salt Fork State Park's Bigfoot Market. And that's how Georgia's on this list. Like fucking Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's too hot. Yes. For a squat. You'd think that about Florida, too, but that's just why he smells real bad. The skunk ape is just sweating all the time because it's hot and humid. That tracks. So, um, I, uh, fuck, I was going to say something. I hate it when that, fuck, when, when that happens. Um, never mind. It wasn't, must not have been that important. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, we're about an hour. I want to, I want to call this, unless you have any final thoughts. Well, uh, you led me to believe I was going to see a 10-foot, 1,000-pound Bigfoot. I don't, don't, like don't bullshit me. I gave you a range. <laughs> Just There's always a chance it was going to be at the bottom end of that range. You, in the end, I still, at minimum, expected a 5-foot, 300 metal man. <laughs> and I got a skid from Letterkenny. <laughs> Wearing a homespun Chewbacca costume. That's what you need to do anytime you see a Squatch, especially in a place that's no longer on the top ten Squatchiest places in, in, in America. If you ever think you see a Squatch, you know, you just yell, fuck you, Shorzy, and see what it says. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. Uh, no, I, I think... Um... It's it's a bummer. It's kind of one of those things that, again, you, you nailed the, the head, that it's only small towns that have hit economic devastation yeah. happen to produce random creatures. Or or they do that, or they glom on to one from years ago, before, like either in the before times or like eh, eh, before they were as shitty as they were now. Let's say that, you know? I I, re- I have this idea of doing a survey of those. Like, I think there's a book in that. I think there's a book in that, a serious book called Small Town Cryptids that kind of looks at, like, almost the anthropology 
of of what it, of these small towns and why what what is your monster what's the story why why did you do this why did you build a giant statue of a mothman with tight abs you know you know what the the one thing that's better that's good though at least they're doing creatures that um one of the youngstown legends was the green man or the gray man i don't know if you've heard this and it was like oh yeah he got electrocuted by lightning and um you know, his skin turned green or gray. Like, it, it was some tale that I was told. When, like, if you research it, it's, like, actually, like, oh, this guy was, like, horribly disfigured due to a power line. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? No. I know this guy. I never put it together. I, n- I have seen this picture of this guy. I have heard this story, but it was not. It was years after I moved away, and I never put it together. Charlie No-Face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, that- shit. Holy fuck, man, or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, at least we quit hanging on to like tragic accidents that the town ridiculed somebody, and that's what we clung to. Yeah, like the dude got incredibly fucking deformed, and he didn't like his eyes. They had the the the, just Google this picture, guys. I'm not gonna do it justice, and just warning, it's 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 bad. Like, he doesn't have a nose. He just has, like, a skull hole. They sewed his eyes, like, just flat spots where his eye socket should be. His mouth's all weird. But because of this, he only felt comfortable going for walks at night. And so he became this fucking local legend. Yeah. Oh, my like, God. Like, at least we've moved from that. Yes. They were like, ah, come on down and see this deformed guy who met a tragic accident. Yeah, and he's so he he is so ashamed of his own circumstances that he oh yeah yeah it's still better than that. But if yeah, you, so- if you care to go back and listen to last week's episode, that was a that was a legend ostensibly about a bunch of hydrocephalic kids who had been emotionally and physically abused in an asylum, and then they killed the doctor and escaped into the woods. And at no point did any of the people talking about this legend on the internet stop and go, "That's a fucked up story." How they were just like, "No, melon heads." Hey, kids, watch out for the melon heads. Watch out for the tragic story that we made up. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like something Sam and Dean have to go investigate. Yep. All right, well, you need to get going. I really need to piss. So. All right, well, turn your camera off. uh, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. I'm not going to piss in my office. What the? Anyway. Well, if you brought it with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, And I know real podcasts probably pay their guests, but I lose money on this show, so... That's not going to happen. It it sounds like, um, man, I don't know if you're doing it right. Stonks? (laughs) No, my podcast stonks are in the fucking toilet. Every every minute we did this, I lost a billion dollars. Who the fuck are you, Melvin Capital? God damn it, Reddit. (laughs) All right, so let me pick a random song. From my list of uh, my playlist of royalty-free music, and that uh, we're gonna play us out. We, we call this one our anime intro. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. 
So, everybody, thank you once again for listening to the show. Still not sure when Blake will be back, but it will be eventually, and maybe next weekend I will talk somebody else into doing the show with me. Um, you can find us at uh, the Hidden Hidden. <clears throat> Let me start this over again. You can find us at thehiddenzoo.podbean.com. You can find us on Twitter uh, at the Hidden Zoo, Facebook.com slash Hidden Zoo, and email us at hiddenzoo69 at gmail.com. Thank you. We love you. Goodbye.